What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers.
What will we do without you, Jesus? Yeah. Anyway, it's uh, to combine the service once in a while. It's good for fellowship. Yeah. Uh, this morning, uh, I heard someone on TV say that if you worship and pray it by yourself, praise praise God and all that. It's nothing wrong with it. But when you come together as a group, there's more feeling. There's more power when everybody participate for the same reason. I'd like to welcome each and every one of you here this morning for this service. Combine our service together. It is said that the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. The world and all that dwell therein. For it was founded upon the sea and established upon the flood. So who shall ascend into the hills of the Lord? Who shall sit in his holy place? He that has clean hands and a pure heart, who lift up his soul not to vanity, nor swore deceitfully. For the Lord will bless them and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Let us pray. Father, make you of heaven and earth as we gathered in your glorious presence this morning. Please make us worthy to stand before you through the sacrifice of your son, Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. We search, O God, and know our hearts. Try us and know our agony. And see if there is any wicked way in us. And lead us in the way of everlasting. In Jesus' name, amen. At this time, we'll have a music presentation. We're going to sing some more. By Word Ministry and uh, RMI. We play ministry.
Because this is Flag Day today, in honor of our nation, let's all stand and sing God Bless America. God bless America, land that I love. Stand beside her and guide her through the light with the light from above. Thank you. You may be seated. At this time, I think, uh, oh, let me see. Primo? No, no. No, no? Oh. Oh, okay. Uh, they show up for next week. <laughs> Our first scripture reading for this morning is found in the book of First Peter chapter 2, verse 4. And our Kumana or our golden text is Cornerstone Capstone, given by Pastor Mealy. Praise God. God is so good. Thank you. That's the answer I wanted. And if God is good all the time, then God is good. (laughs) Yes. As shared a little earlier, we will be in the letters of Peter, chapter 2. Uh, but before I begin, I'd like to extend my aloha to Kahurel, my fellow speaker, to all the ordained, and to all of you, my family in Christ. Aloha kako. Aloha. Uh, <clears throat> I especially want to give praise to God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. We are here because of him. And I'd like to begin in a prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, 
I am like John the Baptist. I am but your voice. And I pray you will just fill me and that you will move through me. Let your message be heard today. Father, I pray for the hearts that are here today. Hearts are ground, and I pray for the good ground that will receive your word. Feed us from your throne of grace. Let it be fresh. Let it be coming forth. And upon it coming and being received, Lord, let them not only be received, but Lord, let it be a seed from you planted in the hearts of those that receive your word this morning. And as they receive your word this morning, Father, we know that your word never goes out void. And we just know that you're going to move in a mighty way as you put forth your word this morning. We give you the glory. We give you the honor and the praise. I give you who I am for you, your servant, Lord. Flow through me and let your words be said. All glory, honor, and praise be unto you in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. 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 This morning, as you heard earlier, we're going to be in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 4 through 10. And we want to grab from verses 4 through 10 of the first letter of Peter. We want to grab verses 4 through 10 because our topic that we're going to try to grab onto is cornerstone slash capstone. But you're going to find there's all kinds of other stones that are involved in today's message. But let me begin where the Word of God begins for us, again, First Peter chapter 2, I'm going to begin with verse 4, and I will, be, I will end on verse 10. Verse 4 reads, as you come to him, the living stone, there's a stone, count your stones. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by men, but chosen by God, and precious to him, you also, like, you also, like, living stones, there's another stone, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in scripture it says, see, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Now to you who believe this stone is precious, but to those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the capstone and a stone that causes men to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they were destined for. But you are... Everybody say, I am a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you. Out of darkness into his wonderful light. Hallelujah. God right there should be talking to you. He's trying to get to each and every one of us and say, if you have all this stuff, if you have all of these positions, and these are not to be taken lightly, aren't you happy? Aren't you glad? And did you even know that some of us don't even know? You're probably hearing it for the first time. You don't need Queen Elizabeth to come and, you know, anoint you. From heaven high, 
We have these things on us, within us, because that's who we are. Again, we are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. This is the word of God. He's bringing that to us this morning. See how precious we are to God? We are these many things. Nobody's going to come and say, oh, I chose you. They're going to say, no, you're behind me. Me first and you after. But this is God on high saying, you are a chosen people. On top of that, he wants a, not just a priesthood, not just a, like us here speaking to you, but a royal, royal, Amen. royal priesthood. Why? Because we have, the majesty on high is King Jesus. So if he's King Jesus, we are royal priesthood. By the way, for those of you that are trying to find, find out where is she reading from, I'm in the New International Version. If you have any other ver- version of your Bibles, I am in the New International Version reading that to you. Okay? <clears throat> so we are a royal chosen people, royal priesthood, a holy nation. And this is what you want to really grab onto, a people belonging to God. We're a people belonging to him. And if you can grab onto that, you got to ask yourself, but do I act like I belong to God? Do I act like I belong to God? Well, not yet, and he's working on me. That's what you say. God's still working on me. He's not finished with me. I'm under construction. Say, I'm under construction. You know why? We're forgiven. Every day, this default that is in um, our, our, our lives and in our spirits. You know, the, the computers have defaults, but we say it's your fault or the fault. But that is in us, and we're going to always slip, and we're always going to do wrong. But God loves us so much because he knows us. And he did something very special. We'll get to that later, okay? Now, he called us out of darkness and into his wonderful light. Not just a light, but his wonderful light. Have you, can you just imagine when Paul was on that road to Damascus, he was going to damage people that was out of the way or in the way or the way. But Jesus in his fullness and brilliance light met him on that path. And when that light came, everybody, he fell off his horse. Some people say he fell off his rocker, but that's okay. But he fell off his horse, and then that juggled him so that he he heard a voice speaking, right? And when he heard that voice speaking, the majesty and the authority of God and the way it gets spoken, he said, "Uh, who are you, Lord? And that happens whenever you are in the presence of God, you know it. And you feel that awesome presence of God, and you're like, Yes, Lord, what, what do you want, Lord? And you have his, he has your attention, and, and of course you have his. Amen? Amen? Such like that is what I'm trying to say. And then it says in verse 10, once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. How about that? This is God telling us today, once upon a time, I mean, once we were not a people. We just existed Because we were not in the wisdom and in the knowledge of God. So we existed. But now God is calling us into existence of who we really are. Is God talking to you? Okay, so once you, and then, once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. 
Mercy? What I need mercy for? Yesterday we was over at Gert and Jim's house, and I'll tell you, Grace was just so awesome. And I like what we saw. It's like a, a movie that has, it's a picture, more than a thousand words that you can grab. It was all about grace. Mercy, grace. Half the time we don't deserve it, but because of God's love, he made a way for us. Hallelujah. But you, once, once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. That's verse 10 for today. Just those verses alone, God is saying, I want to talk story with you today. That's all he's saying. He said, I had my time with Adam. He and I, we walked together. He chose a little bit different route. And that caused all of our routes to go that route. However, we have that opportunity to go ahead and walk with this God that loved Adam, that loves us, that loved him the minute they sinned. Because right then and there, he fixed them. He fixed the problem. Yeah? He told him right then and there. I will fix your problem. It will come to where he will give up his only begotten son. God will give up his only begotten son. He chose someone to, to do that on earth, and that person was Abraham. He asked Abraham, who had one son, had to wait a long time for his son. And then finally when his son came and the son was good, big enough, he said, go, you know, go offer your son as a sacrifice. And beautiful as it is, Abraham's son Isaac said, Okay, you know, Dad, uh, we have everything. We have the sticks. We landed the fire, but where is the sacrifice? It was his only begotten son. It was Abraham's only begotten son. The faith that Abraham had in God was that God was going to provide, and God did. God provided for that very day a ram stuck in a thicket, but today he put his son, and his son was willing. Jesus was willing to go to be that sacrifice for us, to help us with this problem we have. It's called sin. It's called dis, um, um, disobeying God. Amen? And what God is trying to tell us, so I can get back on what I'm trying to say, in the Kumahana, which is cornerstone and capstone, the word translated cornerstone in this passage of scripture may be understood in at least three ways. But each applies with equal validity. They all stand for just as good as the other. A cornerstone in modern architecture is placed at the base of one corner where it binds two walls together and symbolizes the foundation on which the entire building, the building rests. Did you hear that? A cornerstone in today, modern architecture is placed at the base of one corner where, where it binds the walls together and symbolizes the foundation on which the entire building rests. Now, Jesus Christ is the cornerstone, the only genuine foundation. You can find it in 1 Corinthians 3, 10, and 11. Jesus Christ has united believing Jews and Gentiles into one new creation. And God. And you can find that in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 13 and 14. Some scholars think, this is another view, some scholars think that this cornerstone is the stone that completes the arch and holds the rest of the building together. 
Jesus Christ meets this description. He is the most top stone in the arch. Jesus is the strength, and he's also that cohesion to the building, holding them together. Amen? Amen. When you're falling apart, wouldn't we like Jesus to be the one holding us together? He's the strength, and he's that glue, he's that cohesion that push keeps us together. He says, my peace I give unto you, not like the world gives. Amen? And another view is the capstone. I'm just giving you so much stones this morning, yet I just started with two, corner and cap. Another view is the capstone in a pyramid, occupying the highest place in the structure. It is the only stone of that shape in the structure. It determines the entire pyramid shape. It is the last stone to put in place. Christ is the capstone of the church. Amen? The church gets its character from him. When Jesus returns, the building will be completed because he'll be in us, each one, and joining us. Amen? Can you see that? Can you feel that? Can you hear that? Christ is a stone, according to our word today, elect and precious. He is elect in the sense that God has selected him to occupy the place of chief honor. He is precious because there is no other like him. In the preceding verses earlier in this chapter, the Lord Jesus, um, earlier as I read, The Lord Jesus has been presented as the living stone. How many of you go out there and you see one stone living? It does not live. It's just a stone. But this is how unique Jesus is. He's a rock and a strong foundation. And he is a living stone that we can grab onto. Why? Because we're living. We're not dead like the stones. We're living. So he is presented to us as the living stone rejected stone. He was a rejected stone. Why was he rejected? Because those that cannot understand the word need to learn about him and what he's all about. If not, they just see no, no purpose, no sense of why. Why this Jesus even needs to be in my, in my presence. I, I don't understand him. So I reject him. Amen? And then we have... Um, He is a precious stone. He's going to be so precious to all of us that know him and believe in him because we're not going to want to live any day without him. That's how precious he is. Our lives mean nothing without Jesus. That's how precious that word precious means. You will see how he moves in your life, how everything in your life falls in line. It just Everything is in just proper order when you have Jesus. And then when you don't have him, you will see the chaos that happens when you do not have him. Some of us have it, and if you, if you did, praise God, because then you have at least that idea or that understanding. He's a precious stone, and, and <clears throat> excuse me, he's a living stone, rejected stone, a precious stone, and cornerstone. Now, Peter, in our, in our um, message today, he's now taking us to see the picture of the Lord Jesus as a touchstone. She's got so much stones, that lady up there talking, yeah? And she only gave us two, but that's how good God is. He's giving us, you know, he's giving us so much ways to look at the stone, at the rock of our foundation. A touchstone now reveals whether certain minerals rubbed against it are genuine. 
It shows, for instance, if a nugget is gold or fool's gold. So a touchstone is, oh, that one you've got to watch out because, I mean, you're going to be in the presence of God. <laughs> when people come into contact with Jesus Christ, the Savior, they are shown for what they really are. <gasps> Nothing hides from God, from Jesus. He knows everything. And he loves us so much that he knows. He knows. And we will, you know, he, we will either rub him the wrong way or he will rub us the wrong way. However, Jesus is always right, right? So if right is right, no matter how wrong, wrong is, <laughs> which one are we, huh? <laughs> God is good. So we're on this touchstone that reveals whether certain minerals or things that are within us. When we stand and we say, I'm true to the Lord. And then when the presence of the Lord comes around you and he shows you, well, let me show you some other stuff that we can clean house, take out of you. So we can have you to be genuine. That would be what the Lord would want us to do. And when he comes into contact with any one of us, you will know and he will leave a lasting impression in your life. Because he's our savior and he knows us before we even know ourselves. And how does he look at us? He knows every person's attitude toward him. To true believers, the Lord Jesus is precious. Unbelievers reject the Lord Jesus. We ask ourselves, which believer are we? And wherever that I am, Lord, you come and help me. Put me where I need to be, where I need to belong. Talk to me in the person of your power of your Holy Spirit and let me see who I truly am. Because I'm going to be afraid of your touchstone. That's the one that's going to show me who I really am. Yeah? But out of all of these stones and out of all that we brought forth, Jesus was the center of every single one of them. I don't know if some of you were counting, but there was quite a bit, huh? So when God was trying to tell me to make sure that the message that goes across today has to do with a cornerstone and a capstone, and then we have all these other stones that come in, what he was really trying to let us know is Jesus does fit in every part of our lives. Every part of our lives. And all he, all we need to understand is why somebody, where did, where did, what's his name go? Oh, why did he go to the cross? We were at practice. And Charles went out like he was going to go home. And then he came back in and he held this. Jesus on the cross, crucified. And he, when he came, when Jesus came, there was no room for him at the inn. Do you hear the baby singing that when we do Christmas programs? No room, no room for him. All the way till he died, there was no room for Jesus. Not in the plans of man. But guess what? There was room in the heart of one person, and his name is Joseph of Arimathea, and then the other one was Nicodemus, right? One had to bring him down from the cross, the other gave him, and that other guy was rich, the rich tomb. Man wanted to put him in, just shove him away in a, in, a, in, a, in a tomb. But God always takes care. His son was in a rich man's tomb. And it's borrowed because he wasn't going to stay there too long. How long did he stay in that borrowed tomb? Three days. And he rose. That's the difference of this Jesus for who we talk about. He's not in the grave. He arose on the third day. He spoke to so many people, showed everybody who he was. And then, on top of that, they got to see him ascending into heaven. And if you were there that day, Jesus said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Preach the good news. 
that I came, I, Jesus came, yeah? He came because he was prophesied. He came to fulfill the, pro- the prophecy. And what he did was make the way for all of us to come. When Jesus came, he knew what he was doing. And when he went into that garden and he prayed and he cried to God, if you will, you, this cup can pass me. Why? He was of the man. He was human, yeah? But the father was silent because that mission of his had to be completed. He had to go to the cross because no one of us could pay the penalty of the sin that was upon us through Adam. Adam. The only one that could do it was another uh, person, and that was Jesus Christ. He loves us so much. He loves you very much. Today, it's going to be a word in your ears. It's going to be what you heard. But I'll tell you what, this is only the beginning. God didn't have me speak this word today just because he will move in you in the power of Holy, Holy Spirit. And anytime you tell him, I don't understand and I, I, I don't know what to do, and, but why does that word bother me? Believe me, God will minister to you because he starts this. I just follow him. And he loves all of you. You were purposed to be here today. You are someone special in his sight. I'm going to bring myself to close it. I go over. Um, We are all special in his sight. I was so amazed that God had to remind me that the reason why I saw Charles come back in with this crucifixion, uh, Jesus on the cross, I said, Lord, you have something you're going to do. And yes, he is. He's telling me, this is how, in fact, he looked worse than this. This is little drops of blood. He looked like you could not tell who he was. He was very, very, you could not tell who Jesus was. That beating he took for all of us. He took our place, the wrath of God. None of us will live with the wrath of God, but he took it because he was the only lamb that God would take in. Um, I want to bring myself to a close, and I want to tell you that when you hear that word cornerstone and when you hear that word capstone, count yourself how swift you can say, that's Jesus. You know, say, oh, half a second, that's Jesus. Every time you hear that word, if somebody says it to you, or if somebody passes by, say real quickly, that's Jesus, that's Jesus. If the capstone comes up, that's Jesus. If the cornerstone comes up, that's Jesus. Or the living stone, the rejected stone, any of these stones you heard today, the touchstone, all of these stones, the miniature, see how quickly you can say, that's Jesus. That's the test I want to leave with all of you today, but I especially want to praise God that as, as surely as he ministered to you today, he was also ministering to me. Remember Cornerstone, remember Capstone, remember all the stones, but more than that, remember the living stone, and that's Jesus Christ. He lives in each and every one of us. And he will make himself a little bit more aware. That's all it is. We're not aware of who he is and how much he loves us. I got to give God all the glory, all the honor and the praise, and I thank him for what he had for us to hear this morning. Again, all glory, honor, and praise be to him. Our next speaker is Kafu Rap. Thank you, Mealy. That was <coughs> very inspiring. And every word that you have said comes from above and not from man. And everything is written for us to, to study and understand what the Lord has in store for you and I in our lives. <coughs> well, that's a <coughs> pretty good thing, uh, hard to follow. So my kumohana, my reading is found in the book of Galatians, chapter 3, verses 15 to 17. And he talks about wait for God's peace. 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 
Wait for God's peace. I think the wife and I are going to sing a song that pertains to my message, and that way I can cut it down to two minutes. Thank you. You know, I just want Nina to just step forward over here, please. Everybody does uh, 
a lot of people here may know her. She's a neighbor of mine, and Nina, we're, I'm thanking the Lord, Nina, because this gal here had a brain aneurysm recently. She also had a heart, um, tra- what do you call that? That put pacer in her. She was on the verge of dying in about one or two days. They had, she had to wait for this brain aneurysm that, uh, and wait for the heart, wait for the brain aneurysm that the doctors couldn't get to right away. But because of the prayers, I had asked prayers for her. Nina is so grateful. This is Nina today. She is going on a trip tomorrow to serve the Lord in Lancaster for three days with young children from areas that was um, like how they're, they're not as, uh, what do you say? The children that had not been able to learn more about the Bible. She's going to bring them back to the Lord. When you go, Nina, our church will be praying for you. So please say a prayer for her and your prayers before she goes. Okay, thank you. Thank you. At this time, I'd like to extend my aloha to Kahumili, to all those ordained, and you, my brothers and sisters in Christ, aloha kako. Wait for God's peace. Now, peace is one of the virtues that's mentioned and written in the Bible, right? The fruit of the Spirit. Peace is one of them. Let me go down on the virtues. For example, love is the foundation in becoming a good Christian. Faithfulness is the driving force which develops a good Christian. Patience is the soul which supports a good Christian. Goodness is the heart which reflects Jesus in a good Christian. Kindness is the muscle which expresses the movement in a good Christian. Gentleness is the expression of Jesus in a good Christian. Peace is the emotion of Jesus which connects a good Christian. And joy is a smile in your whole being as you walk in Jesus. My topic this morning is on peace. Today's passage talks about letting the peace of Christ rule in your heart. As in our reading this morning. See, this kind of... Kindness originate with Jesus himself, and he is the empire and the judge of whether our decision fit his will. Okay? The word peace means rest, ease, security. It also means to be bound or woven into a harmony of oneness. There's a Hawaiian word we call lokahi. It's very similar to that. Because there are major forces in the universe, which is spiritual, human, and the environment. But the peace here we're talking about. So to have God's peace in a matter means that your decision 
must be aligned with his will. So the decisions that we make need to be, like my Kahu told me before, need to be scripture. Because everything that is written in the Bible, which is God's word, that's how we know our life is supposed to be. So everything, decision, and things that we make need to be according to what the scripture is saying. But we go to our own understanding, I'm sure. Like you say, cling to your own understanding. Yeah. You have to acknowledge the, the Lord because he will direct your path. He will make the decision. He is the, the umpire and the judge of all our decision making. Providing we give him that, that honor. The reason we make decisions without scripture or guidance of the scripture is because we want our answer now. You know, we ask for the Lord to give what we want, and yet we want to do it on ourselves. So that is not scripture. The Lord does not just pour his blessing into our brains, you know, or our thoughts without our cooperation. Now, the word cooperation is only through prayer. When we pray to the Lord, we are cooperating with God. And only to request our prayer, God know that we need to cooperate with him. And this is what he says. So it, it might take all our life to know what the Lord wants us to, to do and be. But nevertheless, if we read the word, he will put the words in our minds, in our hearts, and in our soul. He will give us the direction that we need. So peace. Hmm? One of the virtues that we, we, we have every day. See, my peace is not a gift. I mean, my peace is a gift, but it's not earned on earth. So among believers, true concerning peace, if you're concerned about peace, comes from Jesus Christ, the atonement of Jesus. And the result of it is reconciliation. Make yourself right with God. Yeah? If you wander away, come back. His arms is always open for you and I. When we get off the path, we go on a freeway. Still on a narrow path because guarantee you're going to be there because see, everybody behind you is following you because there's only one lane. But you go on a freeway, you know, people cut in front of you and pretty soon you can say, you can say a word that, uh, that is not acceptable to God. <laughs> and I guess you probably know that because we did it many times. We did it many times, you know. Even my wife, she gets us. Uh, she tell me, mm, yeah, we just came out of church and so <laughs> And in justification, yeah, justified. Therefore, since you are justified by faith, it says, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So, you know, justification is holy. Lord, I want to be holy. Set apart from you. Lord, I want to be holy. A vessel through and through. So when I come into your throne room, I receive the strength that I need to make my life a sacrifice for you. That's what it is. A sacrifice for you. Because he sacrificed himself for you and I. And the, the other one is faith. Secured by faith. And we know what faith is. Yeah. We should live in faith. We should pursue faith. As in Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 22 say, Run or flee from anything that gives you the evil thought that young men often have. 
but stay close to anything that makes you want to do right. Have faith and love and enjoy the companionship of those who love the Lord and have pure heart. Yeah, Matthew 5, 7. Yeah, this is how the pure, pure in heart for they what shall see God. Yeah. So over the time is the only way to build a foundation based on God's truth to Jesus Christ our Lord and the inspire of the Holy Spirit. So decision with confidence we can make when we follow God's will. Then you have the sense of oneness with the Lord and his peace with God your way. So my peace I give unto you which the world cannot give. Now if we have no peace, yeah, it's because we do we forget that we belong to each other. My wife and I were talking last time I said, you know, if you have peace and I have peace, we get along together. <laughs> you know. I mean I I'm not talking about a piece of pie or something. I'm talking about <laughs> you want my pie, I want your pie. That's fine. You know? I said, but if you don't have peace in your heart, then you forget that who, you, who your spouse is or who your family or who your friends are yeah, or even who Jesus is. Yeah. God grant us forgiveness, he said, which we did not earn or deserve. In the same way, we are to release every offender from any form of penalty. Yeah. To forgive one another. Unforgiveness is an emotional bondage that consumes the mind with memories of offense distort, emotion with revenge, and fill your heart with unrest. It reaches deep into your soul, affecting the spiritual and physical health. So if you get all jammed up, you know, I mean, you, you get all angry and all that, you're the only one going to suffer, no one else. So if you choose to put love and offer forgiveness, then you are ready to receive the peace of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Yeah. So peace starts with a smile. The fruit of love yeah, is service. Yeah. And the fruit of service is peace. And peace starts with a smile. The Lord give us peace because, like I said, yeah. Peace is the emotion of Jesus which connects a good Christian. If we have no connection with the Lord, then we don't have peace. We need to connect with the Lord by accepting all these virtues that I mentioned. You cannot just have one and forget the rest. They all work together as one. There's three that the Lord gives us and there's three for us to give our neighbors and the other three is for ourselves. Yeah. Faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control is for you. Keep in you all the time. Because why? Gentleness means to express Jesus. Be an example. Express Jesus. Yeah. And then you have self-control. Why? The brains which move to good is our thinking, our thoughts. Our thoughts come from above, not from here. Okay, and then our faithfulness is, is that driving force which develop our Christian life. I praise and thank God that our fellowship we had this weekend or Jim's house is very unique and a blessing. You know, I'm not talking about the food. Okay, 
I'm talking about the, the, the word, the other food, the good food that Jim always have, and, and the movies, you know, and, and to see that everyone does understand and receive something when they leave. That is what I'm sure that Jim is very grateful of. When we leave with something in our heart that we have learned, but that doesn't end there. We come to church and we share. See, because you see, the next time we have Gene's uh, uh, fellowship, you all need to be there. All of us need to be there. Right, Jim? You have enough room, right? We can have it outside by the pool. <laughs> or in the front lawn with the shade. That means you have to move our car and park it outside. The outside. But anyway, like I said, it, it, it's, it is a reason, purpose why you know, Jim is doing this. We must do this thing. We must do his work. And we must do it with each other. Bring the people there. Like I said earlier, you can pray to God in a closet, quiet. There's nothing wrong with that. It's between you and him. But to be more powerful and to be what he wants us to be is to share with each other. And uh, I... I always believe that if you have peace in your heart, yeah, oh boy, you you be okay, you know. After all, the brother Jesus Christ, what did he bring? Yeah, he brought peace to the world. And this time, I would like to uh, pray. I pray for peace. Let us pray. Teach us, O oh Lord, to number of days that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. Lighten, if it be your will, the pressure of this world, care. And above all, reconcile us to your will and give us peace, which the world cannot take away. Support us all the day long until the shadow lengthen and the evening comes and the busy world is hushed and the fever of life is over and our work is done. Then, Lord, in your mercy, grant us a safe lodging and a holy rest and peace through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Yeah. I praise and thank God for this, what he has given us this morning. So he where he hears, let him hear, says the Lord. So the word for today is cornerstone, stone, and peace. Amen. Oh, what kind of stone are you folks? <laughs> huh? Solid? Are you folks solid in the word? Yeah. Or is this hollow? Oh, it is hollow, right? Huh? You know, I, mean, I really, when, when she told me that was her, her topic, cornerstone, I said, whoa, talk about rocks and stones, you know. And, and, and I thought about back home when we used to talk about stone, you know, we said pohaku, you know. And I remember that my, my dad told me, at the river, at Waiai River, they used to have a huge stone, a couple hundred feet high, right at the mouth of the river. Huge stone. And he said, that used to be his favorite place to pick opihi. They were all abundant around that big rock. I mean, it's a really big rock that you can see it. And he said, that is where that, the opihi is the most ono or the best. But then through the years, it sank. It just disappeared into the water. So one year I came home and I told, we were walking, I told that. And I looked, I said, hey, what happened to that, the park over there? <laughs> he said, well, I think it's because as Hawaiians took too many opihi, the stone just went somewhere else. 
And so I pray the Lord, I guess so. So as long as he's doing his deeds somewhere else. <laughs> but nevertheless, uh, what Millie was saying, yes, our foundation is Jesus Christ. He is the rock of ages, yeah? yeah. So uh, once again, I pray and thank God for this. Holy Lord. Now, uh, if anyone have any praise report at this time, something to share? If not, we just... Oh, okay, we have announcement, no announcement. Uh, I guess we'll go to our offering. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have something to say? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm, next time I just have a seat here so you'll be here. <laughs> Thank you, you know, Lena. every week I have something to say. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. We have a new face in the uh, congregation today. Uh, we have this gentleman in the back, and I'd like you to stand up and introduce yourself so we can welcome oh. you. Kabika Purdy. Oh, Purdy, okay. All right. Purdy. That's a very, very, very famous, famous name, Purdy. Welcome. Welcome. All right, just a few announcements. Uh, next week, Sunday, we'll begin our Bible study again, starting at 9.30 here at the church. And our Bible study leader is Mary Alice, and she will continue uh, our studies in the book of Revelation. And it's very revealing, so we encourage all of you to come in and join us. And then on the 27th of June at 10 o'clock here in the church, we will be having our women's Christian ministry with Pastor Millie's group, uh, Word Ministry, and they told me that they're going to be having a breakfast prayer meeting, mm-hmm. and they would like each of us to join the ladies to bring your favorite breakfast dish um, that morning, and they're going to host it and do a wonderful thing. All right, and then the, on Saturday, oh, 4th of July, uh, the Casalos have opened, graciously opened up their home and is putting on a pool party luau. And they said to come hungry, but we would like you to bring your favorite dish to share with all of them. All right, so that'll begin at 2 o'clock on 4th of July, Saturday. All right, thank you. Thank you, Linda. Anybody else have any? Think they want to share? Thank you, Jim, for opening your house on the 4th of July. It doesn't matter what, what they have there, I'll, I'll eat anything there. <laughs> because uh, especially when you bless the food, you know, you just eat and enjoy yourself, you know. But this is the thing that <laughs> God wants us to do to get together with each other every now and then. Uh, okay, now, ah, boy, we we were in a schedule. That's good. That's good. This is the first time that uh, the wife can tell me that you did right on time. <laughs> normally, normally you over here and over there, you know. And uh, I think I'm gonna sing one more song. <laughs> Quarter to eleven. I get two minutes. I'm gonna sing a nice song. Come on up. If you don't want to, I just sing it by myself. <laughs> and this song is good because it, it keeps you when you're young. You know, when you pose courting. I love you, Lord, for sentimental reasons. I hope you do believe me. I'm giving you my heart. I love you, Lord. Please give 
thank you for every night. Lord, you are always lonely, cause you're always at my side. I love you, Lord. For sentimental reasons. Watch out, come and start singing as you sing. Because I enjoy singing, because I believe very well that my Lord gave me this talent. And that I need to share. And many other things that he has given me all my life. And the other talent that he really gave me is my golf. I played golf for 65 years in my life. And my wife is telling me that I got two more minutes. So anyway, I praise and thank God for this uh, service that we had this morning. And we're going to have our offering at this time and our closing of our service to follow. Let's have our offering. Let us pray. Lord, as we give our tithes and offering today, we, we recognize that uh, we are merely stewards of your resource. We trust that you will bless the giver and the gift to build your kingdom. In Jesus Christ, amen. amen. Thank you. Let us all rise and sing our closing song. Uh, let's sing the doxology followed by our closing song. May the good Lord bless and keep you. And as you look at your program, our closing prayer will be the Lord's Prayer by the congregation. Yeah, doxology. Okay. 
song Let's all pray the Lord's Prayer. Let's begin. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thine kingdom come, thine will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Mahalo. God bless you all.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.